We are going to read a very familiar passage this morning from Exodus chapter 20. I'd like to start just by simply reading it, uh, the first 21 verses. Which I know is kind of a lengthy section of scripture, but it's God's word. So I think it's right that we, we give attention to it and we give time to it. Starting at verse 1. Then God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself any idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the water under the earth. You shall not, wor- you shall not worship them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children, on the third and the fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing loving kindness to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter or your male or your female servant or your cattle or your sojourner who stays with you. For in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. And all the people perceived the thunder and the lightning flashes and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and they stood at a distance. Then they said to Moses, Speak to us yourself and we will listen, but let not God speak to us or we will die. Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid, for God has come in order to test you and in order that the fear of him may remain with you so that you may not sin. So the people stood at a distance while Moses approached the thick cloud where God was. Familiar passage. The Ten Commandments. Raise your hand if you've heard of the Ten Commandments. All right. Now, raise your hand if you know all the Ten Commandments without looking at your Bible. You're afraid I'm going to call you up here. I'm not going to call you up here. If you're fairly confident that you could remember them all. Norma, get up here and recite. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. We've heard them a lot. Now, I want to ask you another question. What are they, though? Not like, what are each of the ten What are they? Why do we have them? How do they work? What's the point of these commandments? Do these commandments save us? We need to clear this up before we get into the what does it mean to honor your mother on Mother's Day thing. It's very important. Do the Ten Commandments, can they save us? Can can they save us? Well... No, mainly, but sort of yes. If, if you were born and you were able to live according to the Ten Commandments perfectly from fetus 
to now, then you'd be good. You would be holy, perfect, godly. Now, raise your hand if you've done that. Okay, nobody. There has been one person who's done that. Can anybody guess who that is? First letter J, yes, Jesus. That's right. Jesus lived the life that we failed to live, died the death that we earned by disobeying God's commandments so that we could be saved and be okay and reconciled with God. So I just want to clear that up now because we're going to really look at one of these commandments. And I don't want you thinking, I've got to make myself okay with God. I've got to do really good at these commandments because it's too late for all that. Whoa, that was weird. I apologize for this too. This isn't candy. My throat is not doing well. So this is hopefully going to keep me talking. Um, I think that the Ten Commandments are sort of like my teeth. Speaking of which, since they're making noises... I have cavities in my teeth. I'm just going to throw that out there for you guys, not that you wanted to know that, but I do. Now, what, what should one do to properly care for his teeth? You can actually say it. This is going to be an interactive Sunday this morning. Brush your teeth, okay? Floss, go to the dentist. Uh, avoid sugar. Okay, uh, brush your teeth, floss, go to the dentist, avoid sugar. We'll call these the four commandments of dental care. Okay? I brush my teeth. I do not floss. I do not go to the dentist. I do not avoid sugar. Okay? So I'm a lawbreaker when it comes to dental care. And therefore, I have cavities. Now, if I start trying really hard to do the four commandments of dental care now, I brush 15 times an hour, and I floss right after I brush and I go see the dentist I set up a cot and I sleep there at night I see him every day and uh, we'll see I, I never eat sugar if I start all that now is that going to solve my cavity problem? no no, no it's too late it's, it's too late those, don't, those are not going to save me from my problem now I need salvation I, I do actually desperately need to go to the dentist I actually have the pain in my jaw now and I'm concerned about it I need to go I need fillings I need someone from the outside to come in and save me from what I've done okay that's, the Ten Commandments are not going to save us. I just don't want you trying to roll up your sleeves and thinking, this is going to make me okay with God. It's not how it works. It's more like the diagnosis than the cure. It's to show, it's like a mirror to show what we're really like, that, that we have not lived by God's law. Therefore, we need Christ. Okay? I think that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. Because I, I just wanted to really make that clear before we continue. So today is Mother's Day. And I thought it would be helpful to look at the clearest and first thing that God really says about how we ought to honor our father and mother here in the Ten Commandments. Verse 12, honor your father and your mother that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. Now, do you think that commandment is as serious as the other nine? When you look at the commandments, you have don't murder someone. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal stuff. Don't bow down and worship idols. Honor your mom and dad. Does it seem to fit as far as the the gravity of these other commandments? We had, um, this Wednesday, we did prom prep with the youth. Um, A lot of them had prom this weekend. Actually, not as many as I thought uh, did have prom this weekend. But several of them had prom. Prom can be a dangerous thing. If, you get, if you've been to prom, it can be a dangerous thing. So I just threw out there, what are some dangers that you might encounter as a Christian going to prom? 
and they were throwing out things, very good, very right things. We had great discussion, um, you know, peer pressure and alcohol and sexual immorality and all the big ones. I said, well, what about, you know, there's these after parties. Have any of you guys deceived your parents? Do they know where you're actually going? Have you told them you're doing one thing, you're going to do something else? And I don't think anybody had, but I could tell they hadn't really thought about it. It didn't really seem like that big a deal. The whole parent thing. I mean, if you can avoid the, the, the beer and the, the sexual morality and all that stuff, you're good. But what if you just simply lie to your mom and dad and say, I'm going here when you're actually going there and you dishonor them? That's one of the Ten Commandments. God takes that as seriously as if you went to the prom and you murdered somebody. In a sense. God takes honoring our moms very, very seriously. That's what I'm trying to get across. Very seriously. Another thing I want to point out, but before I do, is my mic okay? Does this sound normal to you guys? Okay, maybe it's my own congestion making it sound weird in my own head. Um, there's ten commandments. This is just sort of an incidental little note here. There's ten commandments. Eight of them are passive. Meaning that you could obey eight of the ten commandments if you just sat in your room in a chair and didn't do anything. You could avoid murdering someone Avoid committing adultery, avoid stealing, avoid covetousness, avoid idol worship. If you just sat there and just didn't do anything. Eight of the Ten Commandments are about avoiding doing something wrong. And then you have two that are active. There's something to be done. The first one is still pretty passive. Observe the Sabbath. Just rest and just bask in who God is. You can still do that in that same chair in your bedroom. So there's really only one commandment that requires specific action from us. Honor your mom and dad. You can't really honor your mom and dad sitting in that chair in isolation in your room. This is the one commandment that we should have all this energy stored up from our non-murderous, non-adulterous lifestyles to really pour into honoring our mom and dad. So let's really take a look here and see what this is about because it's clearly pretty important. Um, So I looked up the original language of the word honor. To make heavy or burdensome. Does that sound appealing to you moms out there? (laughs) To make heavy or burdensome. That's literally what it means to honor someone in this language. Now what that means is don't take them lightly. Acknowledge the, the true weight and gravity of this person and their position in your life. It's like working out the medicine ball. Has anybody worked out the medicine ball in here? This morning, nobody. You know what a medicine ball is? It's a really heavy ball. Well, they, they have different weights, full of Tylenol, I guess. I don't know why they call it a medicine ball, but they're heavy. I grew up in the country. We didn't work out with medicine balls. You know, I just lifted like cows straight up. That's how I got more But when I went to college, they had medicine balls there in the gym, and I didn't understand what it was, and my friend knew that very well, and he's like, hey, here you go, and he, with his body, tried to make it seem like it wasn't heavy, he's like, here you go, and I'm just going to sort of catch it one hand, and it's like, oh, knock me over. I'm telling you that, because I didn't honor that medicine ball, I didn't acknowledge the weight, the gravity of that thing, I underestimated, I took it lightly, that's sort of what this word means, don't look at your mom and your dad, but mainly mom because it's Mother's Day, but dad too. Don't underestimate her weight in terms of importance and dignity and worth. It's very important. So we're here to honor 
our mom. And biblically, that means acknowledging who she is. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about this morning. Um, and basically, it boils down to respect, which I think you all know. But I want to share two verses with you that are just a chapter away from that. In Exodus chapter 21, verse 15 and verse 17. This is more of God's law, more of his instructions to his people. He who strikes his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. Then a verse away in verse 17. He who curses his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. You think God takes this pretty seriously? More to the death penalty? I think so. So let's look at 15. He who strikes his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. I think there's a principle here that we need to physically be respectful to our moms. Physically, we need to honor and respect our moms. Now, I hope that not many of you attack or are physically violent with your moms. But I don't think that it doesn't happen. But physically, we need to honor them. I mean, it held the death penalty if you slapped your mom, kicked your mom, hit your mom, pushed your mom, shoved your mom. It was taken very seriously. So how do we be? How can we be physically respectful toward our toward our mom? We don't want to just avoid doing the negative. We want to do the positive of it. So how can you physically respect your mom? Well, for one thing, just don't take lightly that she's there. You know, she needs assistance with something. Help her, especially you sons. Open the door for her. Just physically, with with how you are physically, does it show respect for your mom? You know, if she's older, are you helping her up and out of the chair? Are you, are you doing the simple physical things that show that she is meaningful to you? Like giving her a hug, a real hug, not an obligatory hug for mom, but a real hug. Physically, is it clear that you honor your mom? That's the question. Elias and Lillian are at great snuggling ages right now. Uh, three and, and one. <laughs> Think about it for a second. But it's good now. They snuggle. And I, you know, as a dad, I cannot even imagine what it's going to be like when they're too cool for school and they don't want anything to do with us. And, and when Elias gets up in the morning and he comes stumbling out of the room with his bedhead and his goofy look on his face that he has in the morning, he's not going to want to crawl up into my, my lap and give me a big hug. One day that's going to be the case. And it's going to break my heart. And I want to challenge you. I have actually three last-minute Mother's Day gift ideas for you in this sermon. So the first one is, you're probably going to see your mom today, many of you. Um, give her a real hug. A hug that is as such that it shows that you value her. A real hug. I bet that would be better than, than like 15 sappy Hallmark cards that you just sign your name on the bottom. Does anybody even really read the message that's printed there? Be physically respectful to your mom. Now verse 17. He who curses his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. So be physically respectful, be verbally respectful. I think this one might hit a little bit more at home. Um, literally, this, this language means to be light or swift or trifling with something. In other words, how you use your, your words or your communication toward your, your mom doesn't show that she's valuable. It's, it's like you interrupt her when she's talking and, and or even mock her, just, just disagree, just, not respectful. That carried the death penalty back then. Be verbally 
respectful to your mom. So how are you verbally towards your mom? Oh, I thought of one. What about just ignoring? You know, the cliche in, in movies and stuff are, are the, the elderly mothers saying, he never calls. He never calls. And we sort of joke about it or, or whatever, but that's really hurtful to just never call. It shows that there's no value there. It, it, they're not honored when we just ignore them. There are moms and our dads. So we need to listen to them. We need to just talk to them. We need to value conversation with our moms. Um, this one hit home with me. I, I drop my kids off with my mom every Friday. And I'm always in a rush because that way out in Monroe, I'm just like, here. And then I'm back in the van, I'm gone. And you know, I just need to slow down and value these chances to have conversations with her. So how, how do you talk to your mom? And even better, how do you talk about your mom? In the New Testament, this passage is quoted, and the way they say it is, uh, don't speak evil of your mom. When you talk to other people about your mom, how, how do you represent her? Are you honoring her? Respecting her? These things are, are so much more foundational than, than like the flowers or the card on Mother's Day. Being a child that really honors and respects your parents is huge and godly and very close to God's heart and very important. So be reverent and respectful. Okay, gift idea number two. First off, just commit to talk to your mom this way. Just commit to talk to your mom this way. Some of you may, um, may need to ask for forgiveness for how you've spoken with your mom in the past. But just having a respectful, honoring conversation with her might be a more precious gift than even the hug. Now remember, we said that in Israel back then you'd be put to death for, for not doing these things. Why do you think it's that important? Why is it such a prominent command? I've got one more passage I want to share with you that I think gets at the heart of it. And it's way over in the New Testament in Ephesians chapter 6. And I don't want to get your hopes up, but you may be walking out of here early today. Or you may be late. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 6. Uh, starting at verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may be well with you, and that you may live long on the earth. Now these three verses come in context where Paul is, he's laying out sort of a, a principle of authority. He talks to children, he talks to slaves, and, and he, he just lays out this principle of authority that you need to honor those in authority over you, including your mom. Basically, the authority principle in the Bible is that God puts authorities in, in their place. He's the one that puts people in positions of authority. And therefore, if you dishonor the person in authority over you, you're dishonoring God. So the way we, we relate to our parents or even our bosses or even our political officials, even our president, says a lot in our hearts about how we relate to God. We honor those in authority over us. And in so doing, we honor God. Or we dishonor those in authority over us. And in so doing, we dishonor God. There's a direct correlation there. And I know that some of you may be thinking, you know, 
my mother isn't a Christian or she's not particularly easy uh, to be verbally respectful toward and uh, well it doesn't matter really God put them there that's your mother just like God put all the authorities in place so if you're a child living at home you obey you submit to them you, you give weight to what they tell you to do it's very simple you just obey now, if that goes against God's word, that's a higher authority, and then that's when you can disobey. But otherwise, you obey. Or if you're grown, I think the principle here kind of expands to you listen to the counsel of your, your parents, of your mom. You know, how many times have, have, our, have our parents tried to give us advice and we're just like, eh, brush it aside? You need to give weight to that. Honor your mom through that. Here's gift idea number three. Think over something you can ask your mom for advice about today. And again, I know that not all moms are equally wise or equally godly, but still, it shows honor. And weigh it out. Take it seriously. These, th- these three things might be so meaningful to moms today that it would just blow away the little physical things that we can do on Mother's Day. There's so much more to be said on this. But I don't really want to go too far. Um, I studied a lot about caring for our, our parents as they age. Because I know a lot of us are in that position to where our parents are, are aging. And we've got a lot of decisions. Um, I didn't plan to get into that too deeply because I just didn't want to lay a whole lot on you this morning. But read the Bible about that. If, if this is you, if, if your parents are aging and you're trying to make decisions... Just do a Google search. What does the Bible say about caring for aging parents? And read it, and you might be surprised. Uh, I'm not. Gonna, that's a different sermon for a different day. Now, lastly, way back to Exodus. In Exodus chapter 20. This is also the one commandment with such a clear, positive promise. There's other promises in there, such as, if you don't do this, I'm going to kill you. But this promise is, if you do this, your days will be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. The original reader of this understood that to mean that you would have a long life with God's presence and His blessing on you. that, That promise holds true today. He takes it so seriously. It's directly connected with with our abundance in life. So, you know, some of us might need to take a look and realize, you know, not really honoring my mom and dad. Maybe that's why I don't feel like I'm sensing God's presence or His blessing in my life. Maybe there's stuff to repent of and change. But my hope is, through this, that we would be given clear, concrete ways that we can obey God's Word. Not Not to be acceptable to Him, that comes through Christ. But so we can align our lives with the way He's designed them to be good, and we can live joyfully with His blessing. Today's a great day to start. Um, so now I would just like to pray for us, and uh, we'll have a, a song in closing. And um, I know that many of you will probably see your moms today, and I hope you will give her a good hug and just talk to her. And listen to her. And respect her. 
some of you are sitting beside your moms right now and they're looking at you like mm-hmm. <laughs> I love you guys very much I, I know last week was a tough one um, but if we will just hear God and just submit to it I think we'd be amazed at what we see God do in our lives and in our hearts and in our families and in our church and that's what I want that's what I want to see so right now, just let me pray for you, and then we'll sing, and um, you will actually get out early. Let's pray. Father, we love your word. We're so thankful for it. And we thank you that we don't have to face the consequences of our failure to live in light of your law you've laid out. That you've provided a way, you've provided Christ. So I pray for those in this room now that you would make clear to them if they have if they have been trying to become acceptable to you through acts of obedience and morality, that you would make clear to them that they've got, they've got cavities, that they need salvation, that they need someone from the outside to come in and make them new and acceptable to you, that they need Jesus. Make that clear, please. I pray for all the sons and daughters in here this morning. And I don't even know all the intricacies of their relationships with their mothers. But you do. And I don't know the depth of some of the tensions there and the strains there. But I pray that you would work in these relationships today. I pray that we would be a church that honors our parents. And when I pray for those who have lost their mother recently or long ago. On a day like this, I pray that they could find comfort in you and joy in the memory of the woman you blessed them with as their mother. And forgiveness for any regrets. And that it would still be a joyful day. I pray for our moms. Man, I really do. I pray for our moms. I pray that you would just fill them with your Holy Spirit to be wise and godly women who counsel their children, whether they're young or old, really well. And women whom it's easy to respect and honor and love. I thank you. Thank you for our moms. And I just submit this congregation to you for what you might do in our hearts for the rest of this day and for the rest of our lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.